Hello, everyone. I'm Walker Smith, class of 21, here with... Peggy Wakeland. All right. She's a woman who needs no introduction. I'm sure all of you are well aware of who she is, although we uh, haven't got to see her in our in-person announcements, and she still hasn't sung our favorite song, but we're waiting on it. Hopefully a big rainstorm will come on in and we can hear about the ants. (laughs) So the question people want to know is, how do we get from a uh, senior in high school, Miss Wakeland, to assistant head of the upper school for 27 years? Wow. Um, that's sort of a long journey, Walker. Um, this is actually my 45th year as an educator. It's 51 years since I graduated from high school. Um, I was determined to get a college degree. I was the first person in my family to do so. And um, only I have five siblings, and only one other has a college degree. We have a family of about... 80, our extended family now is about 80, and uh, many uh, students, or many of the uh, nieces and nephews and grandchildren in later generations have now gone on to college, so I'm very happy about that for all of them, but I guess that you could say I was a pioneer in my family. Um, When I first went to college, I went to Tarrant County College over here off of I-20, And I chose that because it was cheap. It was $4 a semester hour back in 1970. And it was a perfect fit for me. It was four miles away from my house. And um, it was uh, post-Vietnam. So we had a lot of veterans out there. So I got to observe a lot going on out there. But my really, my intention was to go into computer science field. But as I... Uh, continued my journey through college, I was married. I married when I was 18, and I got pregnant when I was 20, and I had a son at that time and realized that in order to be a mom to him, that the teaching field could really support that in terms of my calendar, my year-long calendar, so that I would have summer times off with Nick at the same time he was out of school. Even though he was an infant, it did influence my direction to go into teaching. Um, I always enjoyed, when I was in high school, I always enjoyed being in athletics. I was both a cheerleader and a basketball player. And those were really only a couple of the options that girls had back in the 60s when I went to high school. We didn't have a whole lot of choices, but I enjoyed it a lot. And so I decided that I would try to be a teacher and a coach. And I chose math as my teaching field because my favorite teacher in high school was Margaret Nan Hudson. My senior year, I was the editor of our yearbook, and we dedicated our yearbook to Miss Hudson. And uh, so she was a role model to me, and I felt like that would be a teaching field that I would love to teach in. And I have found that to be true. Anytime that I get a chance to go into a classroom these days, it's always fun. I mean, that's the most fun that I still have when I'm as as an educator is when I get a few minutes in a classroom. Um, but as I progressed, Tarrant County was not a four-year university, so I had to make a decision. And I decided to go to UTA. But I couldn't make that decision as a freshman because UTA did not have a teaching field as part of their uh, program. But after I'd gone to school for two years, they did. So they started an education program in the early 70s at UTA. So I was able to transfer there. 
And it was quite a challenge uh, because the tuition tripled. It was $12 a semester hour, and I, I really struggled paying that. But uh, at that time, I borrowed the money each semester to pay for my tuition, books, and fees, and set up a payment plan throughout each semester to pay off that loan. So I didn't have any debt at the end of my college experience. And I finished college five and a half years after I started because I took a year off when my son was born, a, year, a semester before and a semester afterward. So uh, it took me a little while to get out of uh, college initially, but I went right into teaching. I really uh, wasn't convinced that I was going to be a good teacher. And I think that all teachers have to be humble when they start out because it's a little scary thinking that you are trying now to mold other teachers and to be that role model that Miss Hudson was for me. And uh, I don't know how successful I've been, but I know I've been, um, I've persevered through a few, a few challenges, but I have always had a, a love for teaching. And so uh, that's how I got from high school Peggy, Peggy Barnes to um, a teacher, Peggy Wakeland. And that's, my, that's the start of my journey. There it is. And so uh, I guess you sort of answered the next question, which would be uh, what made you decide to become a teacher? Mm -hmm. And uh, that was because of a great high school math teacher. Mm -hmm. For those of you who don't know, I had Miss Wakeland as a uh, high school math teacher for a little while in uh, Algebra 2, Part 2. So a question that people do want to know is what is your favorite memory from teaching Algebra 2, Part 2, last year? Oh, my goodness. Gosh, I, I don't know. It was just the, the idea that we had a group in there that we could connect with each other. Uh, every day it was important to me to make sure that each, each student in the classroom was participating in the class. And uh, we did a lot of board work so that I could come around and check your assignments because the way the department is set up is not the way I ever taught uh, because you do your homework electronically and I don't get to see the result of your work. But putting you at the board each day so that I could look at the work as you did it and help you... Uh, with your strategies of how to solve a problem was uh, significant in terms of your learning, I think. But my favorite part of being in the class was just to uh, experience some time with teacher, with, with you guys. When Miss Melissa Williams uh, hurt herself here on campus, I went directly to Mr. Hoppy and said, I want that class uh, because I knew that whoever we hired, Miss Williams had three preps and I didn't think it would be fair to a sub to have three preps. And I, got, I went in right away to choose the group I wanted because I think my experience with students that are uh, moving at a bit slower pace, if you will, uh, they need someone who understands that it's not always a slam dunk for somebody just because you've, you know, you've demonstrated a kind of problem. One thing that I think gives me empathy for that particular um, challenge that we had is that my best friend in high school, I'll leave her nameless, <laughs> uh, when we went to math class, you know, we all went, I mean, we were all in the same grade level, went to this very small high school. Every single day of our year that we took geometry, every single day, 
when we walked through the door, she began to cry because it was a nightmare for her to try to study math. And uh, I just couldn't believe that somebody would have that kind of a reaction to a course, but she certainly did. And she made it through the course because Miss Hudson, I think, was gracious and gave her a D, <laughs> you know. Uh, but still, she tried as hard as she could, but she just didn't like it. And it was scary to her. So I think I have a soft spot there for kids that might be struggling because they're not ready to cover a curriculum. But I felt that the group that we had in there really has a good math sense. And I thought the students were very successful. So I'm happy with our, our time together. Yeah, I think that uh, we all really appreciate what you did for us. And I think that uh, we got a good foundation in there. And we're all doing very well in pre-cal now. Uh -huh. So good. I remember uh, day after Miss Williams got hurt uh, was our first class with you. And I had found out about this and did not do my homework for that day because I thought, oh, there will be some sub in there for that day. So don't have to worry about it. And so <laughs> I remember that feeling of dread that came over me as I saw you walk down the stairs. I was like, that's a bit odd. And then you got closer and closer to us, and then you grabbed the door handle, and I realized, oh boy, should have done that homework. <laughs> yeah. So, the next question people want to know is, how did the Paganator get her nickname? Okay. Well, that's a story that I'm proud to tell. Uh, I've told it a few times, but it is kind of interesting because I've been here at Country Day for 27 of my 45 years, and so uh, people just think that I've been the Paganator because of something that happened here at Country Day. And that's really not the case. Um, I was working at O.D. Wyatt High School, and I had a family that moved in next to me out in Kennedale where I lived. And uh, they had three teenage children, but the parents were not very present for their kids. They were always out either together or separately, but the kids were sort of latchkey kids. And... Um, I sort of adopted them to a, to a degree, not really adopted them, but I embraced them as my neighbor kids. And I talked to them about school because as an educator, I wanted them to be successful and uh, was able to help support them a little bit by making sure they had particular clothes for special occasions, like the older girl didn't have anything to wear to prom, so we made sure that she did. The young boy, uh, Ricky, um, was growing so quickly that he would outgrow his clothes all the time. And my son always had some kind of hand-me-down jeans, and we always made sure that Ricky got the benefit of those. And um, I kept an ice chest on my front porch. So they sort of called me, uh, well, they referred to my porch parties, but really it was just a cooler full of soft drinks and things like that so that when those kids came in from school, they would have a place to come get something to drink, and they used to hang around uh, whenever I would come in. And so we shared some meals together, but they always knew that I was interested in what was going on with them at school, so we talked about it. And um, so I had relatives who worked in the school district, and they would let me know if any of those kids needed something or were in trouble, that sort of thing. So I came home from school one day, and the kids were on my porch with my son, and they scattered. Oh, my goodness. I thought, what in the world? I thought maybe the wasp nest had been stirred up. I didn't know. But they took off, and I asked Nick, I said, what's going on? And they said, 
Ricky, he said, Ricky got in trouble at school today, and he's going to go to alternative school, and they know that you're going to come down on them. I said, what do you mean? He said, yeah, don't you know? They call you the Peganator. And I didn't know that, but at the time, there was a movie called The Terminator starring Arnold Schwarzenegger, and uh, so my name is Peg, and they called me Peganator, and it just kind of stuck. That's good. That's not what I had expected it to be. I know that... uh... As long as I've known you, you've been the Paganator. So uh, mm-hmm. it's very interesting. I did not think that's how it would have started. I thought it was a Country Day yeah. nickname. Yeah. But uh, So did you start at Country Day as assistant head of the upper school? or No, I did not, actually. Uh, I was working at Western Hills High School, and I was tutoring after hours, and I had a lot of clients at Country Day, uh, students that were taking classes here that wanted tutoring at night. And I did that to subsidize my income. And I ha- so I had, you know, several, several students. So one of the students had a dad that was on the board here, and he encouraged the high school or the upper school principal to reach out to me to see if I would come interview for a math teaching job here. And uh, I, I sort of put him off, and I said, I, I appreciate it. I'm flattered, but... I'm not looking for a job. I love what I'm doing, and I'm just not looking. And he called me several more times to ask me to please come over and just interview so that that I can move on in my search for a school teacher. So um, I did that. I came over. I interviewed with Dan Faust, who was the department chair, and a couple of other colleagues in the department at the time, and uh, spent a couple of days here interviewing with the head of school as well as people in the upper school. So I was hired to come here and work as a math teacher. So um, as the story unfolds, the first year that I was here, I down in my classroom trying to get it all spruced up and ready. I, my classroom is where Mr. Hoppy is now. And uh, the school had recently been in, renovated. It was the first year we had the Moncrief Library. And that room where Mr. Hoppy is used to be the office area of the library in this building. So it was a new classroom for me, and I was excited about being in there. But when I got my rosters, I had a total of 55 students. So I went to the director of scheduling, and I said, listen, I'm sorry, but... I must have misunderstood. I need a full-time job. I can't survive on a part-time salary. I'm a single parent, and my son is in college, and I, I have to have a full-time job. And he just laughed hysterically because I had been teaching at Western Hills. I taught uh, 135 students. and No, I'm sorry, 155 students. I had 35 students in every class. I had five classes. And... Um, When I came here, that dropped to only 55 students, and I was alarmed about it. But he just laughed and said, no, that's part of the gig here. The class sizes are very small. Teacher loads are small. And believe me, that's a full-time job. So um, I started out teaching math here. I taught math here for about five years before I actually moved into the office area. I made that move about 19... Uh, 97, 98, uh, because at that time, I was actually uh, working on a master's degree in educational administration at TCU. Fort Worth Country Day subsidized that degree plan for me. 
And uh, so I was lucky to have that opportunity to get that master's degree 25 years after my bachelor's. And at that point, I was able to move into the upper school office as an uh, assistant division head, but only part-time. I continued to teach math for a couple of years. And then I full-time, when they actually added the scheduling part to my job, I became full-time in the upper school office. I've taught a few classes uh, at times when we really needed one. Uh, everything from an eighth grade honors algebra one class one year to an algebra one class when we had two new students to the school who did not have algebra one on their uh, transcript coming in and we didn't have a math teacher free enough to teach it so I taught those two young men for a year and so every now and then I will teach a math class but mostly I just substitute as necessary. All right. The last question I have for you is, so teachers really only have one thing that their kids are going to leave their classroom and actually remember. Uh You can teach them algebra and geometry or English all Uh year, but there's only going to be one thing that they really hold with them for the rest of their life. So what do you want that to be as kids, especially my class, we're leaving uh, (coughs) now for good. What do you think that uh, one thing should be? Well, I think my hope for our students genuinely Uh, is tied into the word resilience. And I think the practical practical part of that to me is self-discipline because no one can effectively discipline young people. We can guide them, but until they take ownership of their self-discipline and they learn how to manage their own lives and take ownership of their education and of their choices, then they won't be very resilient because they will be dependent on someone else to um, make sure that they are extrinsically motivated to complete a task. And that really needs to come from inside you if you're going to really be successful. Because as you leave this campus, um, you're not going to have us to lean on to try to help correct your Uh, mistakes if you'll call them mistakes or to help you guide you with your choices and I hope that we've given you enough liberty that you will become self-disciplined because you will learn the value of making good solid choices for yourself and taking ownership of them not blaming someone else or not counting on someone else to be the uh, person that helps you be successful each person has that responsibility themselves yeah So I'd like to take this opportunity to uh, thank you. The Upper School has many parts that make it what it is. Howdy Week, um, homecoming events, uh, prom, the sophomore paper, the D.C. trip. But I think amongst those would certainly be Miss Wakeland. I don't think that our school would really be what it is today. I think you had a lot of character to it just by your presence. So I'd like to thank you for that, and thank you for your time here with me today. I appreciate it, Walker. You take care of yourself. Thank you.